Following the breath, we come to the center of the self. Here in this strong center, we call back to ourselves all of the pieces of us that exist throughout all time and in all places. Anywhere that a piece of the self has been left behind, has been fragmented or hidden away for safekeeping or protection, we call that self back to the core of our being now. All power returns to us. All sovereignty returns to us. Here in this place, in the seat of the self, in the seat of power, in the here and now, the only place where power truly exists, we call back to ourselves, all parts of us, all fragments of us, all remnants of us, so we may be whole in this moment, in this place. And so it is. Welcome to the Plant Witch Podcast, where we enter together into the web of life in all of its many seen and unseen dimensions. I'm Erin Schrader, owner of the Rebel Herbalist, and it is my honor to hold this portal to the other world. Let's enter, shall we? We have been taught to seek validation, approval, praise from outside of ourselves. We have been taught to set our compass to the moods and the needs of our authority figures. And we have been taught to believe that only those who know better can tell us if we're on the right track, that only those who have been elevated to the status of authority can be trusted to guide us on the way forward. This power dynamic that has been so deeply internalized into the operating systems of our minds serves only to create division and to make us question our own worth, our own value, our own knowing. 
Here in the United States, we are in the midst of our Pluto return as a nation. And as part of that process, we must examine all power dynamics, our relationship with power. How is the soul honored in the way that we elevate and use power? Because this Western society has created a power dynamic based on coercion, oppression, and authoritarianism veiled as community cooperation and democracy. Our sense of personal power and our sense of collective power is very twisted and confused. We can see this really clearly in our most intimate relationships with family and close friends, where the power in the relationship is often used to manipulate and coerce and undermine and keep the less powerful person off balance, always ready to be told they're wrong or bad or they've made a mistake. This starts in our childhood with authoritarian parenting models. It continues in our school systems where we're taught to seek praise from our teachers and our sports coaches and our principals and our guidance counselors. And we're taught to quiet our own needs, quiet our own intuition, be intolerant of those who are less capable, see them as weights holding us back. We have so much healing to do in our relationship to power, personal and collective. And so this Pluto passage is going to bring up a lot of those power dynamics collectively and personally. Every time we ignore our own needs and our own intuition to do what someone else expects of us, we have given some of ourselves away in that transaction, some of our heart, some of our vitality, some of our opportunity for alignment and flow. We have bartered that for praise Every time we expect someone else to see the good in us and then we silently resent them when they don't see it clearly enough or tell us perfectly enough, we've given away a part of ourselves in that transaction. We've sold ourselves to the shadow rather than taking our own personal responsibility for seeing our radiance and asking clearly for what we need. We are taught from a very young age to work hard for the attention and love of our parents and our teachers and our coaches. And if we're not getting the attention and love that we expect that it's our fault and we just have to work harder, that pattern leads 
to self-hatred and self-loathing, and then later to blame and resentment. It is a pattern of undermining, self-policing, and policing the other. I've been imagining the past few days what this world might be like if we had learned a different message about power. If the education we received taught that those who coerce and manipulate are weak and cowardly, that those who use force and anger in a way that is coercive and threatening are cowards, failed at diplomacy. What might the world be like if we elevated those whose relationships were strong, whose hearts were open, whose energy was used to elevate the community What if we saw those people as leaders worthy of our collaboration? As a nurse, I was taught to always protect the rights of my patients, to guard their autonomy and their sovereignty, to be their advocate, to make sure my patients always knew as much as possible about the course of treatment so that they could make an informed decision about whether or not this treatment felt right to them, worth the risk. There is always risk anytime we do anything in this world, have a surgery, take a medicine, cross the street, drive our car, there's always risk. But the more we know about the risk, the more empowered we feel about our choices. And as a nurse and a healer, I was taught to be one who empowers others with information, with community, with education, and with actual real power to make their own decisions in a way that I would never coerce or judge. This is part of why I love nursing. And even as I continue my education as a holistic nurse and herbalist, My roots stay firmly in the tradition of nursing, which spans hundreds of years in the United States and Europe. As humans, we have inalienable, inviolable rights to our own safety, to our own wholeness. Often we feel disempowered Like we don't have the ability to stand for what we need, to make decisions that are in alignment with our desires and our intuition and our goals. And the more we feel disempowered, the more our resentment builds. And that boiling point has been met in a lot of places in the world right now. Being disempowered by government or business or educators or in our households 
creates a disconnect between what we know, which is that our birthright is to claim our own power and our own sovereignty and our own will and to be able to make our own decisions. We know that in the core of our being. And we live lives where our own desires are thwarted, where our own needs are repressed, where authority figures tell us what to think, when to show up, when we can leave. They tell us how we are valued based on our salaries. They tell us of our quality in our evaluations. And this artificial movement of power from inside of us to outside of us creates a friction in the deepest parts of us in the artificiality of this. Humans are not meant to be disempowered. We are meant to be empowered and to harness that power collectively to create things in the world, technology, community, beauty. That is meant to be a process that is empowering and fulfilling and expressive, where our unique gifts are harnessed and recognized and joined to the unique gifts of others to create this diverse and incredible tapestry of humanity. We are looking for people to see our power, our gifts, and invite it out of us in a way that feels in alignment. But because our relationship with power and authority has been confused and convoluted, we have lost touch with how to empower others and how to empower ourselves. Instead, we look to something or someone outside of us to do that work for us. And we do not, most of us do not find ourselves in healthy and well communities that can do that well or do it rightly. And so resentment builds. The friction between what we know in our deepest self and what we see in the outer world grows more and more. And anytime there is friction, something is created or destroyed. From this place of disempowerment and the knowing of the truth of our real power, there comes this ember of fire born out of those, the friction of those two things. And just with any fire, it could be used to cook a, a beautiful stew to share with the community, or it can be used to burn the community to the ground. In order to participate fully with this Pluto return in the United States, I have been examining all of my relationships where there is a power dynamic. And every relationship really has a power dynamic. 
but how does that work itself out in my life? How does it work itself out in your life? Have a look at your relationships with your parents or guardians, with your partner, with your children, with your employer, with your friends. Who has the most power in each relationship? Does it shift back and forth? Or is it always one in the relationship that carries the most power? If you look across the relationships, are you always the one who has the most power? Or are you always the one who is in the disempowered place? What does that feel like in either way, in either case? How should a person use the power they have in a relationship? What does responsible use of power look like in your life, in your relationships? What does an irresponsible use of power look like? When someone uses their power in a way that's disempowering, how do you know that that's happening? What does it feel like in your body? How do you respond? When you are in a situation in a relationship where a person is using their power to disempower, what is your responsibility in that situation? How will you speak up? Will you speak up? If you are the person disempowering, are you willing to hear that truth and change the way you're behaving in the relationship? I expect I'll be talking about power quite a bit over the next few months as we are in this Pluto return for a while, and it is truly dredging up issues around power in every relationship, in the macro and in the micro, in households and in institutions, in communities and in our own hearts and in our own bellies. What does it feel like in your body when you are powerful? Think of a time when you felt truly powerful. What was that like? Could you sense that the power was a neutral force and you could use it however you wanted? Or did the power feel morally or ethically skewed in one direction or another? Did you feel like a benevolently powerful person? Or did you feel dangerous in your power? If you feel dangerous in your power, what are the messages around that? What do you believe about power, having it, using it? What do you believe about people who have power and use it? If you are ready for this deep exploration in your own life, get out a journal. Work these questions. Pull cards. Talk to your therapist. Examine these questions deeply because they make up the foundation of our world, personally and collectively. 
What we have collectively agreed upon about power is destroying the world. We have collectively agreed that those with the most resources are free to use their power to get more. We have collectively agreed to follow the strong man, even if he kills people to get to where he is or to where she is. We have fallen for an illusion that strength will protect us, this kind of annihilating strength, like what we're seeing come out of Russia right now. We've believed the lie that that kind of power will protect us somehow. And so we continually elevate people with that kind of power. But that power does not protect. That power destroys and takes and undermines and poisons. Where do you see that kind of power in your life? When my kids were little, I frequently felt that impulse come into my body. I was bigger, I was stronger, I knew more, and I would make them do what was right. I would coerce them. I would force them. Until I saw the way they looked at me, with fear in their eyes, knowing how small they are, knowing how dangerous I am. And I knew that if I continued to parent in that way, they would have no choice but to resent me, no choice but to rebel against me, because I taught them how to get power through coercion and manipulation and cruelty and physical strength. And if I kept feeding that narrative, I would have to reap what I had sown in them in their teenage years. And I stopped. I stopped coercing. I stopped manipulating. I stopped using my power in a way that undermined and took and controlled. Mm -hmm. And I started using my power to understand and to listen and to be curious and to ask questions so that they could feel seen and empowered and participatory in their own lives. I was born into this lifetime with a south node in Capricorn and a north node in Cancer. I am here to learn this particular lesson. How to shift from a place of control and success and production and power into a place of love and softening and protection and nurturing. This has been one of the hardest lessons of my life and I continue to work on it every single day, especially right now while we're in the Pluto return. Issues around power have been coming very close to my own personal heart and my own deep belly and I'm constantly having to re-examine my own use of power. Am I in integrity? Am I using my power to coerce? Am I using my power mm -hmm. to manipulate or undermine? 
Am I using power to lift others up or only to lift myself? When I feel powerful, where does that power come from? Who is bestowing it upon me? Have I earned it or am I taking it? This is how we live in integrity. This is how we live the warrior's path. By aligning ourselves mm -hmm. with real power. The power that comes from truth. The power that comes from the earth herself and the cosmos. I hope that you will work some of these questions. And if you do, I would love to hear what you discover. Feel free to drop me a message at therebelherbalist at gmail.com. Post on my Facebook page at the Plant Witch Podcast. On my Instagram page at the Rebel Herbalist. I know that we are working collectively to uncover these truths and to reclaim what these words mean. We can't do it alone. We have to do it together. joining me for the Plant Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Schrader. I'm an herbalist, a mother, a holistic nurse, and a practitioner of the ancient ways. You can connect with me between episodes at therebelherbalist.com or on Instagram and Facebook, The Rebel Herbalist. Thank you for joining me, and it's time to come back to life.